Hey guys, so welcome back to Latinx Now, The Files. Once again, we're with Maria Celeste, and we discussed so much already, but now I want to talk about the process of writing the book, El Secreto de Selena, uh, and just really what brought you to that, the whole of entire, course. you know, uh, stages of, of deciding to write it, writing it, releasing it, and all of that. So we'll be discussing that. Again, going back to the fact that you not only reported the news live on television, but then, of course, you were there during the trial, you know, throughout the entire process. Uh, was that enough then for you to say, okay, I'm going to write a book. Well, actually, I, I'll tell you, I, I always wanted to write a book since I was little. I come from a family of writers, and I always wanted to be a writer, but I, I figured I wouldn't write a book until I was retired and living in a farm with animals overlooking the ocean in the perfect setting. <laughs> right. I didn't that's realize, a good setting. That's yeah, a good that's setting. a good setting, but far from the truth, <laughs> yeah. far from reality, because I ended up writing it in a lot of rush, in my little room in my house, like going like that with no view or anything. So it was very different from what I envisioned. But no, I didn't come up with the idea. It was the, um, the publishing house, Simon & Schuster, okay. approached me through my agent to write a book because they had seen the coverage, they had seen the, the um, exclusive interview that I did with the murderer and all the other interviews I did with the people that were key to this story and the covering of the trial. So they approached me and I was like, Write a book now, this early in life. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, even, I don't, I don't have even the view. Know. I don't have the farm and yeah. the animals. <laughs> Where are they? And I didn't know how to, how to even approach it. But I remember my father. I used to be a swimmer, a champion swimmer for many, many years. And, um, and um, my father always used to say to me when I was going to wake up in the, when I would wake up in the morning and go to the pool for practice at 5 a.m., I would look at the pool and I knew that water was freezing. And I said, hi, let me see. And I would put my tippy toes and say, oh my God, it's, so, it's freezing so much. And he always told me a great advice. He said, never touch the water because if you touch the water, you may not go in and you have to take a plunge of always. Course. You jump in and you start swimming and you'll be warm in no time. Of course. And that applies to life. Oh, majorly. So when they told me, write the book, I said, uh -uh, I'm not going to put my foot on the water. I'm going to jump right in. Yes, I am available. Yes, I can do it, even though I wasn't sure I could do it, but I made it happen because I really thought it was a story that was worth telling. And, and obviously, again, as you said, you had never written a book prior to this. So just generally speaking, you know, being an author, that's, I mean, that, that's a lot of work. It is. It is because you're there alone writing. Uh, in my case, sometimes I get so many ideas that uh, my hand is too slow to type or to write the idea, so I get very anguished about putting them into paper or, or in, the, in the screen and forgetting about the idea. Yeah. And in this case, it was even more delicate because there were so many legal issues, and I really wanted to be protected. I didn't want any lawsuits. I didn't want the public to discover that I wrote something wrong, that I said something that was not accurate. So. I had to be consulting at all times uh, documents, court documents, and other uh, important official uh, papers. Uh, so you get creative about how you want to say something, but when you have to go and check a document, that creativity disappears. So it was a very hard balance to keep. Of course. Yeah. Now, you basically have to also like edit yourself in many ways, yeah. making sure, like you said, legalities and the details and the information is correct as well. And, and at the same time, that it's a good book to read, you know, because it can be very detailed, but then it's boring, and then you're like, Of oh my course, gosh, you have to have terrible. some excitement. Right, exactly. So how, how was that editing yourself, you know, basically? Well, um... I would write it and then 
I, ha I had the ability to to come back and read it from the outside, you know, like take an out-of-body experience and, <laughs> and read it. And there were parts that I edited and there were parts that I really liked and there were parts that I enhanced and, and made them, you know, better creatively in terms of how to present them. You know, I asked you already in a, in a previous chapter of this, uh, of, the, of the files, if at any point you felt like giving up, right? And your, your answer was no, but again, I, let's go back to that moment because it's maybe just yeah. easy to just answer no. You're in that moment. You're writing this book. It's day in, day out. On top of having a full-time job, yes. which was a very important gig, you know, you yeah. know, being a journalist, did you ever think, I'm way over my head? What did I get myself into? Well, I, I thought I was going to, you know, lose my partner uh, at the time, which I almost did because, I mean, who puts up with somebody who uh, only works, works, works day and course. night? Of course. I, I, I always conveyed the, the point that it was a temporary thing, that once the book was finished, I was going to be back to normal. Of course, I always find something else to complicate my life. But <laughs> I was just going to say, wait, what, you? <laughs> but no, um, um, I never thought about giving up because I had made the commitment. They give you an advance, monetary advance. And at the time, I had spent it already. So I couldn't <laughs> afford to just say, okay, I give up here, have somebody else do the book. So no, no, I never, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> you couldn't, you could, that money was gone. Yeah, that money was gone. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, that's, that's hysterical. I, I actually donated the proceeds, so uh, that's part of the, the whole thing, but I already had committed it to, to somebody and I couldn't take it back. Now, I know that you had the picture of Selena there as yeah. you were writing the book, correct? Yes. Did you reference that picture at all? Like, you know, or did you go back to it? Why I, did you have that there? Well, because what, what happens is that while I was trying to get the interview with the murderer, Yolanda Saldiva, which this took several months, I established a relationship with her in which we would communicate and we would talk a lot. Um, and I didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to be, you know, hypnotized by the serpent, sort of speak. Mm -hmm. So the way that I would always keep real and focus and balance was by having her picture there as I'm writing, not to get sighted to the other side, right. which was a dangerous thing. Right. And always playing her music, because it was, it was her, the murderer, who silenced that voice. And it was sort of like a sensorial kind of situation to, to stay on track. Wow, you just said like to silence the voice. That's, mm -hmm. you hear it all these years later and it's just, it's still, it still gets impacts. you, right, of course. You asked Yolanda during the interview, I saw you asked her, you brought up the music right now, which is why I'm going to ask you this. You asked her what was her favorite song. Do you have a, a favorite Selena song? Or maybe did you listen to one specifically as you were writing the book? I like Fotos y Recuerdos and Amor Prohibido. I like those two. Gotcha. Because the other one's Bidi Bidi Bomb Bomb. I'm not like a, like a real dancer. So, <laughs> so I like the ones that have kind of like a like meaning, meaning and, behind right. it. Yeah. I like Tecnocumbia. Well, I, I love the rhythm, yeah. but th there's a difference between liking the rhythm and I know how to dance it well. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Was there anything in the book that, I don't know, maybe you had and then you, you did take out? Like, is there something that you were like, no, this can't go in for yeah. X, Y, or Z? Oh, yeah. or, or can you share that? Yeah, of course. They, they have nothing to do with the trial or, or the legal mm -hmm. aspect. But at the, at the time, um, when I was doing the trial, Remember, our studio was on the street, literally. So we had a lot of fans that would come all the time and ask us to do um, uh, interviews and, and to talk to us and autographs and all that kind of thing. And I was really, I mean, I was really odd at that. And I was like, wow, this is 
unusual because you're always in a studio. So at that time, it was like an overwhelming amount of love. And I, I projected that in the book about how I felt about that, how surprised I was, how amazing and, and, um, and, and how it took me by surprise. I think I would have omitted that because when I read the book now, it looks like I was a little bit self-centered or it was kind of like from a point of ego, and it wasn't. Okay. It's just how I analyze it nowadays. Mm -hmm. but, I read know. it. I didn't, I didn't no? get that. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I was reading it. I, I just did the, the book in Audible. And when I was doing it in Audible and I was reading because I did it in my own voice, um, when I was narrating that part, I was saying, oh, my God, I sound so conceited. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I would have liked to omit it, that, that part. That's, a, that that, part. that's a different out-of-body yeah, experience, yeah, that's right? a different one. <laughs> okay, well, but again, I, uh, coming from a reader, nah, you have okay, nothing okay. to worry about there. You know, I, I noticed that there was a revised edition. Or am I, am yes. I wrong when I say that? Well, it was, it, it, you're kind of accurate. It's not revised, but it was a new edition. Okay. Because when I wrote the book uh, 23 years ago, at that time, I was in many parts kind of uh, extremely careful about what I said because some of the things that I said that Jolanda the murderer had implied uh, had been said um, uh, of the record, so I couldn't reveal them. Okay. And again, this is not her version, but there are parts that she said that I make reference to in the book. So I was very careful about the things I said, and as the years went by, other people spoke out and corroborated the things that I said. So I was able to say them more directly for a 20 anniversary edition that we launched uh, not long ago. Gotcha. The expectation that you had versus the reactions that you know, actually took place with your book, the differences there, what was most shocking to you? Well, the most shocking thing was that many people judged the book without ever reading it, just mm -hmm. because they heard from other people that it was the alleged version of Yolanda Saldivar, which never was. Never, right. Never, I would never do mm -hmm. a book based on what the murderer said at all. And, uh, and that was a, the main thing. So I'm very grateful when people actually read it and they tell me, oh my God, I'm so glad I gave myself a chance to read it. Of course. Now again, you've done your homework completely. No one can deny that. You know so much about Selena and the circumstances of her life. How would you describe Selena today, knowing that the good and maybe not so good things? How would you describe Selena? I only have good things to say about her because she died so, so young. She didn't mm -hmm. have uh, enough years to live to make mistakes like we all do eventually. Right, right. I think she was a, a superstar in terms of talent. I don't know if she would have been that famous if this tragedy would not have happened, right. but I certainly would have listened and bought her records if she was still alive. Maria Celeste, thank you for walking us through that process of, of you know, writing a book, being an author, uh, and, and a book of, of this magnitude, uh, really. Uh, hopefully one day I'll maybe write a book myself. <laughs> well, I hope it inspires other writers, uh, especially knowing that you don't have to be the perfect writer or have all the schooling to do so, uh, all the training, as long as you really have a good story to tell. When I'm ready to tell my story, I'll come to call me. you. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right, so we'll uh, take a look next at once you release the book, which I can't imagine the nerves uh, that, that takes place when it comes to that. And again, regarding such a, a serious topic as the murder of Selena. So we'll be taking a look at that on the next Latinx Now in the Files. You got it. Mm -hmm.